Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the Queen City Roundup. With you as always is myself, Joey Conji, and my great co-host, Matthew Spaniolo. And, I uh, wouldn't say and always because there are a couple times where you where you've no showed. I've I've been the only consistent one here. I've been the. This has been like twice where I know where where I was busy. I'm sorry, my my house was all flooded. I was going that, through that some is, shit. That is true. Anyways, so yeah, how's your week been? Oh God, I've had some weird stuff happen within like the last like week, week and a half. Um. What story would you want to hear first? Because there's the two that I mentioned before before we started. Do you want to hear the, the first one that happened uh, yesterday, or do you want to hear the one that happened? Uh, tell them in ago? in chronological order. Okay, so the first story I'll tell. Um, so, as usual, I tend to go on walks from time to time, especially well, more so now. That's the only thing that that for the only thing that that's legal and yeah, yeah. And, and and it's permitted. So. Um, so, you know, some of the parks in my area are still open, even though uh, before they were basically not allowed to be open, but uh, some are. And uh, so I'm walking, I I get my mailbox, which is like right at the corner of my street. But then I was like, you know what, let me continue walking because, you know, it was one of like the few nice days. It was like, not like what it is now, which is like burning, but of course, late May. Um, but you know, it's more or less just like, um, like it was like sweater weather. So I went and I'm walking by a park close to my house, which is like, I call it the purple park because it's literally every single thing on the jungle gym is purple. Nice. And, the purple uh, park. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's not as good as the other park close to me that we call the spider park because it has that big jungle gym thing. Oh, uh, that you climb on. That's like, Oh, nice. I like, like those really, things. Really, really. Old. I used to like those things when I was younger. You can still like them now, but anyway. Um, so I'm walking by and I see this big Range Rover. It's like a white Range Rover on the side of the park. That person's got like, money, probably. Yeah, exactly. And this is like on the side of the road where you're not necessarily, you know, supposed to park, right? So I'm like, okay, like this person's probably leaving, right? Because you know they're they're not supposed to be here. So I see a like a not a short woman. She was like pretty polish she looked like she was about maybe like five eight five nine yeah um so i in turn i you know i i i I don't look like i don't make it obvious but i uh you know i i i was like i was like the person looked familiar you know what i mean so I, i was like okay like this person this person looks like somebody that i would recognize so then I thought about it and I was like, no, it can't be this person that I follow on Instagram. So I get home, I check my, my phone and I go through my Instagram stories, come to find out that former uh, WWE women's champion, Trish Stratus was less than five minutes away from my house. Nice. And when I sent it to our group chat, it was really funny because every single dude was like, yo, did you like go up to her and like talk to her? And I'm like, no, there was a pandemic number or there is a pandemic right now. Number one. And, and talk to two, people socially distanced. And, and number two, like, you know, she was with her kids. I didn't want to be like intrusive. You know what I mean? Because like, you know, I'm sure like in normal circumstances, like she normally gets like those like people that like, you know, are usually like, oh, you know, can I get a picture? Da, 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 da. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. 
So, right, fair enough. Fair enough. So I, I let that go, but I, I, it, it was good start to my. I don't know if it was like a end of last week or beginning of this week. It might have been end of last week. So then yesterday, this the story is fairly recent. So, um, the neighbors next door to me sold their house, and the new neighbors just uh, are are in the process of moving in. So around three three o'clock, I start you know smelling smoke outside my house and i'm like okay and normally when you think you sell you smell smoke and you live with a with an italian father you think he's burning stuff <laughs> so immediately oh my gosh shit, what's he burning now oh but god then, is he attempting then, to cook again <laughs> no no it wasn't that it, it, it was it was the usual thing where um you know like when they they cook in the or not when they cook, when you have the fire pit and they would just have uh, unnecessary wood, they would just throw in there. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so um, like the smell doesn't go away and like it, it starts to smell like burning metal at one point. And I get closer and or I go out for my, my daily walk and I, I hear sirens. So then I see two fire trucks and like one of those like fire like cruisers, like a police cruiser, but not really. Um, then two cop cars. And then I was like, at this point, I was like, okay, I should probably like go around because like there's a bunch of people in my way. So then after all of that, I come back around my block and I see two ambulances. And I'm like, what the shit? And that was when I was like, let me film this because this is pretty wild. Um. So then, long story short, basically, like, the people, like, the their attic had really poor insulation. So when they were, like, you know, kind of, like, charging through and doing all the renovations, uh, something caught fire, and they couldn't put it out. So, you know, they called the fire department, and... Uh, as one does when you have as, a fire, you As the fire control. department tends to do, they bring two fire trucks along with, you know, basically everybody involved, but that's the protocol when you do call 911 yeah so it makes sense so then uh well so yeah those, those were the two stories that was like that was like what nice so, you yeah, had that, an eventful the, week those are my two weeks yeah i haven't had anything like that happen so uh yeah you opened the show it, it, uh it was a it, it was a matthew uh spotlight the yeah, first 10-ish uh, minutes of the we, show. We, we, we love all of those because that's what everybody tunes in for. Um, exactly. But um, let's... Uh, hey, and, and look at that. I think this is a record for longest you talk on the show without screwing something up. All right, don't tempt fate. Um, <laughs> so uh, I guess we'll dive into the press conference to end all press conferences first because... Well, yeah, considering... Think... Yeah, well, first... Well, yeah, we're going to talk about... Or do you want to plug um, everything first? No, I'm just going to give a little agenda on the show so people can, can stay tuned for what's to come. Or just skip to wherever we're talking about it. Exactly. We really so, need to uh, like learn to timestamp. Yeah, we should, but oh well. Uh, figure it out. Or just listen to the whole episode. Yeah, that would be very, very nice. <laughs> uh, anyway, so... Anyway, yeah, so absolutely. we're going to start with... Uh, I guess we'll start with uh, some, some uh, Raptors talk. Their season just ended. Well, and they had a, a few uh, quotes drop. Well, Masai specifically had a few quotes that dropped in his season end press conference, which we'll talk about. Uh, the Blue Jays are on a roll. 
and uh, our, they were. Um, I mean, this game looks like it's uh, partially a wash. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, either either way, they're still going to be rolling and are competing for first place right now. And uh, we'll talk about them. And then we will use most of the time to talk about the Leafs and Habs playoff series, which should be a lot of fun. Yeah, and there's fans that are going to be allowed to go there if we actually get to a game six. Oh, oh, you, you, I don't, I don't, spoiler I don't. alert, it will not last that long. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm very skeptical. I have a funny feeling it will because, of course, it will. We've seen this story before. Oh, God, no, it won't. Anyways, um, let's uh, – you were in the middle of a thought before I interrupted you, so, yeah, I'll let you – Yeah, um, we were talking about the, uh, the press conference to end all press conferences because – I honestly, if there's any other like uh, end of the like deep like, end of season debrief press conference, besides Jerry's not talking, I don't want to listen. Yeah. Because I think not even the fact that like you know now it's basically you know a watch of when he's gonna, you know if and when he'll he'll resign, but at the same time it's like dude like this guy's so elegant and so like well spoken when he has his press conferences. It's like shit. I don't want that. I don't want him to leave just for that. Like you know what I mean. Like he's he's mm-hmm. so well spoken, and like he ended the press conference by literally saying he's gonna go talk to Trudeau about uh, the team playing in Toronto next year. Which like I think we could say without a like a I don't want to say without a shadow of a doubt, but like it's probable that they will play at home. But again, we don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm starting to think that more than just the Leafs will start playing, or more than just the Raptors will start playing in Toronto pretty soon. Yeah, I mean like it's it's weird because I don't know exactly what's happening like with the like teams on that and on that front cuz like I know like they say like the Jays maybe they'll play um at some point the summer but like mm-hmm. at the same time it's like, you know, like will they like and like, I I have a theory about what they can do hopefully Soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I think so, at least. Um, but anyways, um, let's keep talking about um, what Masai said, because, I don't know, to me, it's, it sounds like, and I know I think a report came out yesterday or the day before, that he's, um, that the Raptors' ownership is confident that he's going to be be coming back and like based on like what he was saying in that press conference it sounds like he he's going to come it sounds like he's he's got unfinished business and he wants to come back yeah i think well like the way that he spoke of the play-in round i think spoke wonders because he basically said i'm not here to make the play-in round i'm here to you know contend and, and win a championship and i think that's exactly what a general manager should strive to do they shouldn't president go or a pre- well, yeah, he was the general manager once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, realistically, you look at all the manage- management groups in Toronto, like in Toronto sports, and I think, like, ideally, like, all, like they are all well run. And, and I don't mean to say that to like be biased or anything, but like, it's like you're te- like look look around and tell me like Atkins does a really good job. I think like. Like, yeah, oh. I think like Ross Atkins does a very good job. Kyle Dubis, we know. I think he's one of like the top three GMs in the sport of hockey. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, I think like he definitely doesn't deserve the the black that he gets. No. Um, especially um like even all the coaches too in Toronto. Like um Ali Curtis has always made it like Toronto FC's been competitive for like the last like like six years essentially. Um so yeah, like they 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 I don't know what it is. Like what most of it is MLSC just making really smart hires. But then the Blue Jays too were made made a really smart hire when they brought in Atkins and, and Shapiro. See, this is what I what I, I think. To me, to run an organization really well, you need, 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 need to have a collective organization running it. You can't just let an owner dictate what you do. Yeah, you, you don't want like what's going on all across the uh, mm-hmm. Like you want pushback like, on what's being said. Like exactly. you don't want one and person to multiple, just be like, "We're doing this and that's it." Yeah, and you need multiple, you know, people that are within that area to help you, you know, contemplate and come to a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, if um, if you get to that decision, like it's it's at that point where you know, maybe it sounds nice, but maybe it isn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you need somebody there to be like, like, you can't just have yes men. And no. unfortunately, a lot of the times in, in sport, uh, especially at the pro level, I, I find it's more so in the the baseball and hockey field. Basketball, maybe not so much. I mean, I'm sure there is some, but not to the you know same extent as other sport. Yeah, like there's too many yes men. There's too many buddy, buddy, all this stuff. Everybody knows somebody, and they won't lose their jobs because of the person that they know and all that. Like it's too much, too much of that shit. But anyways, we're kind of gearing off <laughs> the the topic. Um, but but going to 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 back to Masai, I think he's coming back. I think we like I know like. And I know people are like, oh, you said this about Kawhi, and you said this about X guy, Y guy, you know, whatever. At the same time, realistically, where else is this man going to go? He's going to go to the Wizards, which everyone's been, like, saying he might go to. But, like, I don't think the Wizards really the Knicks. need him. The God, He's not going to the Knicks. With all the shit that happened within the last year – I honestly think that Masai Ujiri would want to stay in Toronto, especially with like all the shit that happened. And like, you look at the, like, okay, let's look realistically of who in the league would shake up and hire a new president slash general manager, the Houston Rockets. They need to, will they? Probably not because they are so poorly run Oklahoma city again, probably. Well, they just got to know everything Houston. Yeah. So, but then again, like it's Houston, right? Like they won't, they have such a short leaf that it's literally like, okay, this guy's here today, boom, he'll be gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't see him like they think like the two that we heard were the Knicks and, and the Wizards. But if you're if you're Masai after you go through winning a championship, uh, almost three years ago, a little more than three years ago now, or getting close to, to the uh, or two year anniversary, I should say. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I think you need to, to realize like there's like the Knicks are carried to the playoffs for like two guys 
And once one of them leaves in free agency, what do you have? Like with the Raptors, and we've said this time and time again, and Masai even said that in his press conference, he didn't do a great job at adding to the core. But they salvaged. Gary Trent Jr. was a great addition. Chris Boucher was a great uh, story. They have, they have a core there. Like, yeah, and they have guys that they can bring back next season. Like, like this that, team, like, like especially like playing in like a completely different city on like only a few weeks' notice. That's such a like, I, like that definitely like affected the team. You can tell like they came out so flat in the off season or at the start of the season. And this is not a bad team. Like this is a top four team in the East on under normal circumstances, and they were playing like that until they got hit with COVID. Exactly. And I think like it's one of those things where if this was a normal season, you know, teams like and we're, some we're, teams we're that... right now, instead of talking about a season end pro- press conference, we're talking about a playoff matchup. Yeah. If this was a normal and season. Exactly. And I think like, again, like with, with so many things that have happened, um, there's there's still a whole lot that needs to be addressed. But like, it's not like if you look at the East. And like we talk about this all the time with uh, with our, our other buddy Cole when we talk about basketball, um, you know I think realistically you look at this core up and down. There's like tell me something that's glaring. The only thing that's glaring that I see here when it comes to this team, like they could be like this team realistically is a top four team in the East. We can agree on that. Right. Yeah. And the East notoriously is not very strong. Is not very strong. Like the Celtics made the playoffs at 500, mm-hmm. you know, the, the wizards are and and Pacers are in the play in rounds, both with four games under 500 each. Mm-hmm. You yeah. look at, you look at the West and all the teams oh, that made the playoffs. They're all like the really good missed. teams. Yeah. And some of the teams that missed, like the Grizzlies, like they were, you know, they were close. They just missed out on the play in round by one game. So, with that being said, like obviously there's teams that are tanking, more teams I think that are tanking in the West than in the East. But it goes without saying, like this team, if they have a good offseason, which I'm confident they will, because mm-hmm. you look at like, okay, like, free agent wise like i think baines has an option for next year or he has two years i think he had two years i don't have it in front of me but i i don't think i think that's a contract that they look to trade away maybe because like it's not working out yeah i think it's one of those things where it was an experiment that really had the potential to to do well mm-hmm. um but unfortunately it didn't and and that's the thing with free agent signings you you sometimes you hit and sometimes you miss and you look yeah, at some of the you're not guys, gonna miss on them all all the time and and, and, you, and to be fair, like there really wasn't like a huge market on you know centers and you know power forwards and big men in this past offseason, aside from like probably Serge Ibaka. Mm-hmm. Like I know I know Gasol was also available, but again, like you're you're looking at like 2021 Mark Gasol, which is not the greatest. Um, I know very like, unathletic. And I'm looking like some of the other guys, like Tristan Thompson was another one that no, like doesn't look like it's panning out right now. Um, you know, and there's there's still so much accumulating over the last like little bit that you're wondering like okay, you know, who knows what's gonna what's mm-hmm. gonna happen, right? And yeah. 
and obviously like there's a few big names that are going to be on the, on the market like Kawhi be... might be no depends on what he does with I, I, I think, think it, it depends on how the Clippers do in the playoffs I think Clippers get bounced be... in the second round again I think he's going to want to go yeah or first round what if he gets bounced in the first round yeah whatever know. yeah um but yeah and, and like the thing is is like you look at the guys that are going to be on the market like you know looking at the big man like drummond's on the market but i don't think anybody really wants him in toronto no um and obviously there's, there's a couple other big names like some people were saying that maybe a DeRozan reunion would happen which i don't know if that would really i be. don't think that's just i just well, don't think I that's don't think feasible it would... or it really makes much sense from a basketball perspective like I, i'm not going to say no to DeRozan. i love the guy but just like from a basketball perspective and you're trying to build a build a champion like a, a guard is not what is not what you need exactly and you already have like a plethora of guards to choose from and you might um, and you might draft one in the if, if they get a top five pick because it's a guard heavy draft i think they might i think i think it's definitely going to be a very guard heavy draft uh over the last little bit mm-hmm. um but uh let's talk about a big free agent that's going to be on the market does kyle lowry does he or does he not go back to, to Philly? I think he does. I have no idea. I think he I think he's back to, to Philly. I don't know if he will go to Philly. He's had some bad blood with them before in the past. Remember he challenged Simmons to a fight in the parking lot after the game? Yeah, but athletes get over stuff so quickly. Uh, Man. I think I think it'll I think realistically, like he'll listen to what they have to say. And there was a, I there was a chance that they had that deal, but to me, realistically, I know he wants to stay, but I don't know if they're going to give him an offer. Like if they do, it's going to be one year. It's not going to be two. I think they give him a one plus one, like a one year an with a with an option. I think they do it with a team option. Mm-hmm. And and knowing Larry, he'll take it. Um. But I mean, like when when you sell your house in Toronto, like I mean, he has enough money to buy like like a new one, like 20, yeah, but twenty different houses in Toronto if he wanted to. He could buy, <laughs> he could buy a lot cheaper down south side. I don't know how much cheaper it would be, but uh, I'm not too Dude, familiar. A two a two million dollar house in Toronto is probably like worth maybe like six hundred seven hundred somewhere in the states. It depends like where the in the state. Housing, well, the housing market here is ridiculous. Oh man, I can't. Don't get me started on how the housing is here. It's ridiculous. I'm never I mean, gonna be able know. to maybe, afford a house. Maybe, maybe he wants to move to like Niagara or, or something like that. Like, if you move to like the Niagara region, like you could, you could really do a whole lot, you know? Yeah, but who the hell wants to actually live in Niagara? I don't know. Oh, I was looking at it at one point. When he was looking to sign here, yeah, but, but I mean, like, yeah, but Kawhi's yeah. weird. Factual, <laughs> infor- factual information. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't know. I think like this is like, like with with Lowry. I think this is his last like hurrah with the team. I don't really know. Like, but then again, I thought that Jason Spezza was gonna have his last hurrah with the Leafs last year, and Kyle Dubas said, "Oh, really? Well, here's your hot take, and you can shove it, buddy." Because we're gonna bring in all the dads, <laughs> and it's working. Yeah, age. I mean, to be fair, age and in, in, in sometimes in sports doesn't matter because mm-hmm. people forget LeBron's like thirty six, and he's still like moving like an absolute 
truck. Uh, and like same thing with like Chris Paul. Like Chris Paul is one of the reasons why the Suns were were so good this past season. Like you know the guys, the guys like third. The guys thirty six too. But like and he, but he doesn't play like he's thirty six. He plays like he's he's younger. Mm-hmm. You know, shoot or shoot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. It's tough to say because his press conference kind of telling, and like he said, he wanted to like secure the bag basically which i mean go for it man you deserve it and, and i think like to be fair like i mean you look at other negotiations that have happened like with the edward incarnation negotiations that happened uh how long ago was it I feel like forever ago that they really uh you know they really kind of not took off but they really like were under place and uh you know, that went south because there was such poor communication there. So, like, I think this will go well or it'll go better just because, like, of the way that things are. I think MLSC has a better track record with players than Rogers does. And I think MLSC realizes, like, if we lose, like, if he, if we, like, if he wants to stay and we can't come to an agreement, we're going to have egg on our face. Yeah. Like, like again, like, We've said this before. Where else is he gonna go, man? Like, there's nowhere. I'm like, okay, say he does want to go to the Knicks. Within six months, James Dolan's gonna be like, "No, you're not doing it." Bye. Because he's yeah, James still... Dolan's a loose cannon. Exactly. He's only done one thing in his life that I agree with. Spike Lee. Um, no, make that statement against uh, George Peros. Yeah, I think that was the only thing that he were or oversaw the statement i don't think he actually drafted the yeah. statement up no that i don't, I don't think he PR can put together he, he can put together a coherent statement but he told the pr team what he wanted and they were like okay we got this <laughs> yeah it's really really uh strange situation to look at i think he's a lock but again like you think everybody's a lock and then you look and you're like mm-hmm. anyways so, let's talk about that baseball Let's do that baseball. It doesn't work. And well. let, let's do that. Hit the ball with a stick. Mm-hmm. Know what they're saying? Baseball. Let's Don't do that baseball. A 3-0 count. Oh, oh God. Wait, sorry, my bad. Do you want to start with want... that? <laughs> Please? Okay, so, okay, wait, 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 let's picture the situation, okay? So, imagine you're playing a video game. And imagine, okay, imagine you're playing, like, Call of Duty or something. And imagine somebody is camping in Call of Duty. Oh, which totally, it's, it's actually, no, that's a bad example. Because camping is widely shamed. Uh, say, oh, that's like, super spreader. Yeah, exactly. Say like there's, um, uh, I can't think of a good example. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> so regardless of that, Okay, that was uh, that was that say, was that was fantastic, Matt. Say you're doing, say you're completing a task at work, and the task at work means you're not supposed to do something that everybody does already. <laughs> then you think you did it to the best of your abilities, and then your boss comes and says, "No, we're supposed to do it like this. It's always been that way. What the hell is your problem?" When clearly it was the right thing to do, and you're just all you're doing is essentially what you're doing is what you're getting paid to do. 
Exactly. And to me, it, it's it's so painfully stupid and so painfully, you know, apparent that baseball is stuck in the 1950s because, first of all, people that are 70 years old are still, getting DUIs and just uh, managing and baseball teams. Hired. Yeah, you're yeah. still getting hired. And it, it's sad because I think, like, this is the second time in two seasons that we've seen this happen. Both the technically rookies – I mean, Tatis wasn't a rookie, but, like, German Mercedes, yeah, he's technically a rookie. So, like and, – and, and furthermore, and, I, and this is where it gets really bad because with the Rangers general manager that did it before – or the or who's the Padres manager? Is it Bud Black? I don't remember it, their names. Hold on, let me let me Google it. I think it was Bud Black. No, I think he's with the Rockies. Uh, San Diego Padres manager is uh Jace Tingler. Tingler. Yes, that's okay. It. Tingler. So, realistically speaking, with with what's happening right now, um. Tingler, who I don't think has any Major League Baseball experience, had to go to Tatis and say, you know, why are you, you know, why are you what you are? You know what I mean? Like, why are you doing that? Like, that's clearly a violation of the rules. <gasps> the non-existent oh. ones. Exactly. And and it's it's stupid to me, the fact that there's so much like and, and the thing is is like if it's such a bad thing why do why does it still happen and why do you need to ream a guy and also why is the solution okay if the guy throws at us yeah okay i see why he did it like bro are you like on crack why is like why is it that the ones who call themselves the toughest generation of baseball are the biggest pansies when it comes to like getting their feelings hurt over someone hitting a home run in the sport of baseball where that's literally the objective? Oh, exactly. And I think like it just goes to show you how how stupid things are like in the game. Let me let me like this is this is what it's like. Sorry to interrupt. But it's just like this is what it's like. It's like it's like, hey man, I know you were literally just doing what you're paid to do. But I don't like that. So I'm going to chuck a chuck this really hard object at you at over 95 miles per hour. What, like, why does that make so much sense to people? Why does, like, hitting home runs when that's the objective of the game, like, get people so upset? Like, it just none of this makes any sense to me, man. Like, I don't know. Isn't it more disrespectful to just, like, completely not try against a team? And, like, even exactly. then, who cares? Like, it's a sport. You never know. Like it's not a time sport in baseball. There's no clock. You never know what can happen. A few a few bad pitches and all of a sudden it's a two run game. <laughs> exactly. And I think like it's really it's mind boggling the fact that we're really having this this convo, right? Because like it's it's mm-hmm. really it's something like, that you look at and it's like, why? Like why are why are we doing this? Again? I think we talked about this too when it first happened. But like that's probably like the worst hire in all of sports in the last like 10 years is Tony La Russa to a very young and exciting and fun to watch Chicago White Sox team. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's the thing you, when you have youth, what's, what's like uh, encouraged you bring in more youth, you bring in a young manager that can, yeah, that can relate to them better. And that knows that the game needs to grow and progress and, and know that like 
bat flips and home runs is good for the game. Yeah, exactly. And and that's that's really stupid to me because mm-hmm. like why why are we doing this? You know, and I mean? like I don't understand either though. Like he's on your team and you're also just throwing him under the bus after the game and telling him that oh yeah, yeah, the the twins should be hitting him and I won't have an issue if they do if they do hit him and you're apologizing to the other team for hitting a home run. What kind of sports what, what kind of sportsmanship is that? Oh, I'm sorry. We're doing our job. And I think like, again, like it's one of those things where why, like, why is this still happening in 2021? Like, why are we encouraging when our players make mistakes? Okay. We'll go ahead and have guys throw at them because that'll teach them their lesson. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, like it's so, it's so stupid to me. All of it, yeah. It's it. All these, all these old men have to go, much like oh, hockey. And, and and I think like if you even condone this stuff, like dude, like you give your give your head a shake, find, buddy. Find another sport, please. Go ruin exactly. another sport. Exactly, and I think that's something that needs to be really, you know, emphasized. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, you want to talk about the Blue Jays? Please. Um, yeah, so, uh, them, they're, they're pretty good. Them team's pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, you're competing for first place right now, even though they're half injured and have played the hardest schedule in all of baseball so far. And they've also like hit really well against the teams that are supposed to be like, you know, mm-hmm. insane to play against, which they're are doing like, it with two starter spots being fuck if I know. <laughs> Oh, for sure. <laughs> Two of their right. spots in the rotation is just Charlie Montoyo going, I don't fucking know. Just put somebody there. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, it just goes to show you, I think, how well the bullpen is and, like, how much depth they have there. Because, like, everybody that comes in seems to, like, be doing pretty well there. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you look at the the, the pitching, like, it's it's been so well over the last, like, little bit you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's something that i think you really need to to look at and be like oh wow like it's actually really well done exactly like and this was not expected like pitching was supposed to be like a weakness of this team but it's like keeping them in games and winning them games even and then you have the offense playing like how they are without george springer for like 98 percent of the season and then it's like everybody seems to be like swinging the bat well other than like Jansen it seems like but but yeah like it, and, and again I can't stress enough like they're playing with like how many players on the IL a lot mm-hmm. um was it last episode or the episode before we were talking about how we weren't sure if Charlie Montoya was the right one for this job do you have your opinions changed or do you still not I think he's still a transitional manager like he's the guy that will do incredibly well but he won't get you over the hump and that's what you need you need a guy that can can get you Mm -hmm. over that that hump over that you know window of opportunity and i think like does he bring that to the table yes but at the same time it's like you know there's really um you know more experienced and qualified managers out there like given yeah. the opportunity, they will be really, really well done. 
Yeah, I think so. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I so, think like that's really something that you look mm-hmm. at and it's like, okay, you know, realistically, I understand like why this is this is happening. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like the team's done incredibly well. Like the pitching has like been top 10 in the league bullpen wise. And that's hard to do. Like you look at the bullpen and, and especially in the American league and a lot of guys are getting hit hard. Yeah. It's not an easy uh, league to pitching, especially with the DH. Would you say that our one to four is like when healthy is like probably going to be the best one to four in baseball. Cause I think it's got a really good shot. Like offensively. So, Cause like you have, like well, when you're healthy, when you're healthy, you're one to four in my eyes. Simeon uh, is, should, be, is probably Simeon right now is leading all shortstops in the war or second yeah. baseman. Sorry. Second yeah. Baseman. And I think obviously you're going to have Springer come back and probably bat one and everyone's going to probably shift down a little bit, or maybe just move, move, leave Springer in the middle of the lineup. Let's bring her at, at five. Like yeah. to me, the lineup is Simeon one, like Simeon to Hernandez right now. Nobody's better. Simeon, then Simeon, Bouchette, Guerrero, yeah, and Hernandez, then and then and then Grichik at five. Like that's a really good one to five. And, and then you good. have, um, and then you have like six. Uh, it's Guriel, I think. Yeah, six would be Guriel. Who's uh, seven would probably be Biggio. Mm-hmm. Um, eight would be whoever is at. Uh, there's a position I'm forgetting. Whoever would be at the DH, so it would be like Telez or, you know, whoever. Uh, and then you'd have the catcher usually be at nine, mm-hmm. which is Jansen. And, I mean, like, he hit, he doesn't have a good average. But, like, he's been hitting where it counts sometimes. Yeah, that's what I've noticed with him lately. He's not hitting it all the time. He's hitting, he's hitting quality, not quantity. But you kind of want to see more quantity. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's what you really need to see. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hopefully he figures it out because he's like a real blemish there. Um, has your opinion changed on this team ceiling? Like, what do you think the ceiling is for the Blue Jays? I think this team is a really good shot at, I mean, like two to me would be overachieving, but like they have a really good shot. If they make some more moves, I think, I think another arm in that rotation needs to be established. Um, I mean, Robbie Ray and Matt's have been pretty good for them. I mean, yeah, part. you have realistically, you have like three really good starters. Well, like Matt, you still, he's been a little shaky, but like, but, but you need that because like yeah. the, the way that he started, no way he was going to keep form. He yeah. going to regress. And mm-hmm. I think, and it, like it, Robbie Ray too. He, it's better that he gets his struggles out of the way now yeah. than you wait until like mm-hmm. June. And then like so, with Robbie Ray too, um, he has stressful innings, man, but. He All does, that matters like, is he, he keeps runners away from scoring. So and he hasn't been he hasn't been walking that many guys, and I think that's one thing that really needs to be t- tested. Because yeah, he, as, well, he was earlier in the season, but he was, but he, he he's it's something that I think the team's working on with him, and mm-hmm. he's and that's the thing he's a guy that he's like Pearson in a lot of ways, where Pearson has has really good stuff and really good velocity, but what is he missing? Control. What's the hardest thing yeah. for pitchers to control? Work on? Control. Why, like, Ryu is so good, and in my opinion, deserves the Cy Young nomination over Garrett Cole. You know why? Because he's a finesser. He picks the corners. You need he's like a, a guy... Mark Burley. Yeah, exactly. He's a Mark Burley with more strikeout potential. Burley was a yeah. little bit more of an eating inner, more of a grinder. But I think if you look at, uh, if you think, if you look at that realistically, like, that's such mm-hmm. a good, like, uh, situation to be in. And, mm-hmm. um, 
like I know Stripling hasn't had the best outing. I mean, obviously right now, you know, we're we're recording. We're, I liked his last outing a lot when he started yeah, out rough one, and then he figured it out and was like really good for like the the, the last like to me. But like to me, he screams reliever. Like he screams like middle yeah. pack, like guys that have already been like you know second or third time in in the in the mm-hmm. order. Like he's not a starter to me. And I think like again, like the team already cut Rourke. And worth noting, by the way, Malik Manoa is a freaking tank. Oh, he's, he's gonna, gonna be, be up team. by the end of the summer for sure. He's gonna he's gonna force their hand. And I think yeah. he's, this is this is exactly the situation he wants to be in. And, and what it reminds me of a little bit is uh remember in the last dance, every single time um Jordan would be like, Oh, you think he's a defensive player? Okay, I'll show you that he's not. Yeah. Like that's literally gonna be his mentality, right? Um, now. And I think that that's that's the mentality you gotta be. If if you're gonna yeah. be the goat, you gotta you gotta be like that. Like I think the the Blue Jays by like the end of July will be having a rotation that looks like um, Ryu, Matt, um, Ray, Pearson, and Manoa. You can put them in in however whatever order you want. With obviously Ryu is gonna be number one. But I think that's yeah. that. I think that's what the rotation is going to look like by the end of of July. Yeah, and also like you have to look at the trade market too. And I think this team's going to be in really good standing because there are going to be a mm-hmm. lot of like trade options. Honestly, with me, there's no reason why. Like if they're playing like this, and if they get healthy and keep playing like this, they will. And that well, because it'll be healthy, they'll be playing even better than this. There's no, there's no reason why, like, I can't think that they can compete for the division. Exactly, and 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 you look at the guys that are are, are or the teams that are doing bad right now. Like, it's it's more than just bad. Like, they're they're not doing well at all. Like, you look like the Twins are very bad, um, with their pitching. That's not like Jose Barrios. Like, it's literally Jose Barrios or bust. Mm-hmm. Um. You look at, for example, uh, you know the Tigers. They're notoriously going to have a, a down season. You look at a guy like Nat Boyd to add. Like there are a lot. Like I can spend hours throwing out names, and I think like like when we get closer and closer to the trade deadline, my mood's going to increase because it's just going to be okay. Who can they afford? Okay, what will be the cost for this guy? Barrios you know, would look nice. I know that's a name you brought up last week, I think. Barrios would be amazing, but again, it's one of those things where mm-hmm. I don't think the Twins are going to part. They'd see this as one and done. Maybe, yeah. I mean, like, if if he wasn't having such a bad season, I'd say, like, maybe, like, a Kenta Maeda, but he's been really struggling. Uh, and I Castillo don't know has, too, if the Reds oh, drop. Castillo looks awful. Kyle Hendricks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Cubs. A lot of these oh, names yeah. that we were thinking about in the offseason to be uh trade deadline options aren't looking very good yeah and i think like that's really a testament to how things could go mm-hmm. south in a hurry especially with pitchers like if you told me that johnny cueto would have been like one of the best pitchers in the national league in 2021 i'd look at you like i'd be like on, well, is this like, 2014 on, exactly and like it's it's crazy to me the fact that you know things are are the way that they are you know and like mm-hmm. to, and like i know the giants may fall off they may not but like the fact that they're doing it right now to me it shows that they've had a very light schedule mm-hmm. um and and realistically like they're 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 a team that i look at and i'm like oh you know and, and even teams that are in the american like in the ales like the rays and and even the yankees too like all of the yankees played that are like they haven't even played the red sox yet 
No, the Blue Jays have had the hardest schedule in all of baseball. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because, like, you have the Braves, who are, who are supposed to be very good. And they swept them, 6-0. and Yeah, um, you have the... Uh, you had the, the Phillies, which I think you ended up taking that series barely, though, because um, I know you struggled the first game, and yeah. the last game was really like a nail-biter. The um, Phillies, the Rays, the, the Rays, Yankees, they played up twice. The Rays, they, I don't think they've – this team hasn't been swept yet, and I think that's a testament to how well put together this team is mm-hmm. because, like, the fact that they're doing this – Again, like you said, with all the injuries that they've had, because it's literally like a guy goes on the DL literally every like two or three days, mm-hmm. uh, and it's crazy. And also, like a lot of the guys that we thought were like, mm, I don't know if like I would really like him. Like Tyler Chatwood to me has been one of my favorite relievers. Like he's been a guy who's steady, and it's basically I like Joel Pyam says like I never heard of him before this year, and he looks really good. Even like been... even like Beasley when they brought him in, he looked yeah. okay. Um, there was another name that I remember, like Ty Tice, the mm-hmm. name I never heard of. Um, yeah. And that's the thing, like, to me, you don't spend a shit ton of money on relievers unless they're, like, the sure thing because they're going to fall off. The best example is, is Dell and Batances. Batances had that one really, really good season in New York with the Yankees. He goes and cashes in with the Mets. He hasn't even touched that season since. Mm-hmm. And that's what you really need to look at. You need to look at the fact that, you know, just because you had one good season doesn't mean that you're going to have, you know, a good career. Like, no one's going to be Mariano Rivera. I mean, I think no. one of – and, and that's the thing. Like, unless, like, you're – and even closers, I think, sometimes really cost way too much money on the market. Like, like with the Liam Hendricks contract, like, I know Hendricks is the real deal, but, like, that money is just way too much. Like, I would not shill that money at all. For a reliever. And you look at a guy like Kirby Yates, and it's like, yeah, like eight million is a bit of a, a struggle. But I mean, would you do eight or would you do like whatever Hendrick got, which I think was what, 15? Mm-hmm. Or like maybe like more? Like, that's the thing. Like, big spenders spend, obviously. Smart spenders, they spend too, but they spend accordingly. Because you look yeah. at the Jays and. Mm-hmm. You know, for from when this organization, like the Yankees would just throw all their money at it at problems. The Yankees are the perfect example of a teenage student. This doesn't work, but I'm going to keep doing it until it does. <laughs> yeah, and like that's the thing, right? And, that, and that's it sucks mm-hmm. because like you you don't want to see it, but like it's the Yankees, I don't feel bad at all. No, um, um should we get into hockey now? Yes. Um, first and foremost, I miss the Stanley Cup playoffs, man. And I not only do I miss the Stanley Cup playoffs, I miss Maple Leaf Square. I miss Jurassic mm-hmm. Park, man. Like that place in like May, June is the place to be. Like, forget like Toy Box and like all <laughs> these other clubs downtown. Yeah. There are two I'm, places. I'm there are two places you need to be downtown in the summertime. One is Sneaky D's. Yes. Because they always have good uh, bands lined up. Unfortunately, good bands I, and also Friday nights is emo night. So that's all the pop punk that you'll need. Exactly, man. Mm-hmm. Or then, you go to Grace, or you can go to Gracie's, and you might see some of the Leafs drinking there too. Because apparently, that's the bar of choice of choice for them. <laughs> I mean, good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, so the Montreal Canadiens are opening up. Uh, um, 
fan, uh, for what, 2,500 fans to be at the game for game six. If that happens, um, it won't. Um, <laughs> so uh, if, uh, uh, if the Leafs were to open, if the Leafs were to open up, A, would you try to get tickets? And B, what would your price limit be? And C, what are the odds you even end up getting them? All three would be no, because even though I'm like, I'm fortunate enough to be working right now and like really just getting to get like getting my, my shit together. And like, I do have, I do, like, I do have like some money coming in. Like, I don't want to blow, like, like to me, the most I'd be willing to spend, are you talking single tickets? Yeah. The most I'd be willing to spend is like maybe depending uh, for the first round, I wouldn't spend. If it's the conference final and hopefully like the border is open and things are more controlled, the most I would do is 400, which every single person that's listening to this that have gone, has gone to a leaf game would be like, that's cute. Yeah. Because <laughs> 300 to 400 was the average for like a 500 seat ticket in like, I don't know, February when nobody goes. Yeah. It's, Okay, no, I'm not 300. Like, and up in like the purples or whatever, it's maybe like around like, like 150. Still, um, that's that's a lot for that kind of ticket. But that's just how it is, right? But with that being said, because I haven't been able to do anything for over a year, and like I absolutely miss going to sporting events, I think I'd spend like up to 500 dollars to go. But here's the thing. All the tickets will probably be offered first to season ticket holders. And because of it being limited capacity and all that, uh, we won't have a chance to even get our hands on them. And then bots exist too and all that. So, and like, there's going to be like literally a million people trying to get their hands on like 3000 tickets or whatever the number will be. So it'll be, yeah, you're you're probably not going to get them. Yeah. I think like (laughs) it's one of those things where, you know, like uh, the funniest thing when you see scalpers outside, like uh, Bay Street and all oh, that. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah. Honestly, the one thing that I kind of miss uh, from like the one Leaf game that I actually went to in my life, and yes, I've only been to one. That shows to show you how like going to a Leaf game is like a privilege. And we did I that. have been able to fleece free tickets from people I know for like years. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, my the ticket that I got was free, mm-hmm. uh, and they're three things that I remember from that game. Number one, it was the, the John, the, the Tavares game after uh, Brooklyn gate, which was uh, very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the second one was, I went to the Jack Astors on Bay street, which is where all the, all the homies go. Exactly. That's the place, man. That's the, that's the hub, man. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, Let's see. When was the, the I think the last time I paid to go to a Leafs game in Toronto. Because, okay, it was last year in Buffalo, but that wasn't even in Toronto. Last time I paid for a Leafs game in Toronto was a long time ago. <laughs> like, I can't even tell you the last time I paid out of pocket for a ticket to a Leafs game. Just because yeah. in Toronto, just because, like, my dad, like, where he works, his building is attached to the um, to Scotiabank Arena. So, like, they'd always have all kinds of tickets, and, like, his boss would just be like, hey, want these tickets, like, every once in a while? So I got yeah, we, to go to a few got, games because of that. And I have a buddy who 
who's um has a really good friend of theirs who has season tickets and we'll just give them tickets and me and him will go and yeah just like shit like that i've been lucky yeah in my case um my godmother is uh, a diehard and uh she's had season tickets like in the 70s wow and you know season tickets at this point for for the leaf games it's basically someone has to die in order for you to advance on the list which is crazy to me um yeah yeah it's great anyways let's talk about the series how excited are you that the leafs and habs finally get to play in a playoff series first of all this is like 25 years overdue because, yeah or, well the last no, time it happened was in 1979 1979 yeah uh Which is... the last time that uh this series should have happened should have been 1993 but i'm not oh yeah Hey, yeah, let's uh, let's not talk about that. And, and that's the thing. Like, <laughs> it's crazy how we weren't even alive then, and it's still upsetting. Mm-hmm. I know. And it goes to show you, like, how asinine the NHL is, mm-hmm. which it's always been and always will be forever and ever. Amen. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, the fact that it's happening now, like, it's so weird to me because literally every time that the Leafs were in the playoffs – it was always a team that was so hated, except for the Capitals, because in 2017, it was like, oh, you guys are harmless. Now it's like, yeah, you guys kind of suck dick. Mm-hmm. Well, really, only one of their players sucks. Like, I don't hate, I don't hate, like, the majority of their roster. If anything, if it wasn't for that one player, I would be a fan of, of the Capitals today if, they, mm-hmm. if I had to choose another team, just because Ovechkin's so effing good. Mm-hmm. Um but, like, it's always been a team that the Leafs despise. It's always been the Bruins. It's always been the... And the Blue Jackets. Fuck them. Fuck Columbus. Yeah, screw that <laughs> so-called hockey market. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, what the, What's your confidence level at right now on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, very... It varies. I'd say probably, if I had to say... Off the top of my head, I'm probably sitting at a seven or an eight, just because I've been I've been here before. You know what I mean? Like I've been mm-hmm. here, I've seen teams that on paper are worse than this team. Like to me, I think the Bruins in 2019 were worse. I think that Columbus last season was definitely worse uh, on paper. Uh, but then we played the games, and it was like. I think this half um, team is worse than all those teams. I think it's one of those things where one of two situations I see happening in this playoff. Number one, they go like to me, they have to go the route of either St. Louis Blues, where they have they ride one of their goalies like Sea Biscuit all the way to the playoffs into the Stanley Cup final, and then he wins them a Stanley Cup, or you choose the latter, which is you uh, have the Washington Capitals situation where you have your goalie that's got you into the playoffs, you know, be the guy. You go down and at least lose a game and, or at least drop in the series. You go back to your, your, your starter who's, you know, been with you for the thick and the thin, and then he somehow turns into a what Martin Brodeur should be Um, which he, I'm sorry, he was not. I'm sorry. Like, I don't mean to be a mm-hmm. dick, but like Marty Broder was not as good as 
the name no. suggested. You know what I mean? So he wasn't. Anyways, I just want to say my confidence level over on a scale of one to ten is probably at like an eleven. I am guaranteeing a a, a Leaf series. Are win. you doing the Messier uh, guarantee? Yes. There's no reason. There is no logical reason to be scared of the Montreal Canadiens. The Leafs have them in every single aspect of the game. Do you want to go through them? I mean, the video that we saw today of Carey Price slamming his goal stick after Paul Byron beat him four times, I think kind of says it, doesn't it? Yeah, like the least forward group is miles, miles, miles better than the Montreal Canadiens. Like they won't be able to compete. The Leafs have that one. On defense, the Habs are better. Okay, they're not better. The Habs are decent at... They're better on the right side. Well, no, no I, I wouldn't even say that. The Habs are just... The Habs are just decent. And by decent, I mean, like, I mean, like, they're, like, top 15, but, like, outside of the top 10, the top 15 in the league of, um, what do you call it, of, um, of limiting high-danger score chances. But outside of that, their defense is useless. Their defense cannot move the puck at all. Their defense is super unathletic. They cannot move the puck at all in transition and are just, like, literal pylons. And they bring no offense other than whatever you get, you're getting from Jeff Petrie and Shea Weber's slap shot on the power play that, which yeah. will go soaring over the net. And, um, and then you look at the goaltending, like you, there's no reason to like, there's no reason to look at like Carey Price and Jake Allen and what they've done this season and be like, yeah, that's a goalie I'm going to trust going into a playoff series. Like, there's no reason to. And, like, you could say all you want. Like, last year you went off against the Penguins with, like, a 947 save percentage and all that. But this isn't the bubble. This isn't you have three months, four months off, and then you're just in, like, tip-top shape going back in. Like, this is, like, he's coming right out, right off of an injury, struggled in an AHL game the other night, and now he's getting thrown into a playoff game against one of the most potent offenses in the league that's not something to depend on. You, you can't be afraid of the, what if Carey price goes off again, when all the evidence suggests that it probably won't happen. So it, my confidence it, right honestly, now is at an all time high. To me, I, I have this fear that game one is going to go to Montreal. Oh yeah. And that, that's what I said. To... Like, Montreal is going to win game one and then Leafs going to win four straight. I don't know about four straight. I, I I give them I give them two games. Like I think this this series has the potential to go six. The series most. is going no more than five games. All right, let's have a wager. We can. All right, what are we wagering? I have no idea. Make it so one of us has to do something bad, like embarrassing on the podcast. I could shave again. That's embarrassing enough. Mm-hmm. Um or we could make like an impulse purchase of uh, something. We could I'm... do like uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say a Habs jersey, but that would be way too evil. Yeah, no. What about the winner of sorry, the loser of the wager needs to buy a jersey that we give away for our listeners. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I oh, shouldn't have said that out loud without consulting you about it first. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's better now than, than finding out like when things end. 
But we'll, you know what? We'll, we'll we'll talk about this and we'll get back to it. But yeah, there's no way the series is. Watch us like be making empty promises. Yeah, basically. Um. Anyways, this is essentially the like this is essentially like the easiest series that the Leafs will ever have. I think the easiest, honestly, if they were to play any team in the in the in the, in mm-hmm. the North Division, the hardest series would be against Ottawa. Yeah. Ottawa would be the only team that I'd be nervous about going into against the playoffs because for whatever reason they turn into like a really good team against the Leafs if and that's it. Didn't, it. If they didn't have that start with Murray and all the injuries that they had, I I could have penciled them in at the playoffs, man. Yeah, I think they're a better team than the Canadians are. The Canadians lost nine more games than they won. This is very true. There's no convincing me that the that the Habs have a chance in this series. Like I'm I'm sorry, like I this is the cockiness. Uh, call me cocky, but like it's not. It's not happening. It is not happening. I hope not. If it, if it happens, we're gonna we're gonna have a fight. Um. So, how many goals does Matthew score in the series? I think he scores over a goal per game. I think he's at like if it's a five game series, like I'm predicting. I think he gets yeah. I think he gets like seven goals. Mitch Marner is going to have 15 points. Yeah, and, I think it's definitely. Uh, and I think Campbell is going to be rolled in this playoffs. I think Campbell's going to play super well these playoffs. He's going to giddy up. And he's mm-hmm. going to go. We're going to ride him like he is literally like uh, Bennington, but less, uh, you know, intense. Problematic. Basically, yeah. less willing to fight every every game. Basically, yeah, and I think like that's definitely something that uh, is really stuff. <laughs> it's all that's hilarious, man. Every single time, like there's a scrum, you just see him like wanting to fight somebody so badly. Yeah, and I think like it's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. He's a hothead. Anyways, um. I don't know if there's anything else necessarily with uh, with that. Like, I don't know. I'm so confident about this that I, like, I don't really have much to say other than like there's no chance that the Habs are going to win. I mean, I hope again. Like, I, I hope to, <laughs> I hope to God that you're right. Just because like, I am right again. We've seen we've seen so much scarring happen over the last little while it's just mm-hmm. like i don't know if it's... one thing that i cannot stand is seeing people who get paid actual money to talk about the sport to in front of thousands if not millions of people just to give like empty analysis all the time and just be like oh the habs are going to win because they're built for this what does that mean not. a team that's built for the playoffs wins more games than they lose a team that's built for the playoffs has their goaltending figured out. A team that's built for the playoffs is a good team. A team that's built for the playoffs has a coach that knows what they're doing and not putting their most talented, one of their more, one of their better players uh, on the scratches in favor of useless veterans. Like they're, they're definitely not a team. Oh, they're built for this because they throw hits. The Leafs can't. Everyone's just a couple weeks ago, everyone was saying how dirty of a team the Leafs were for reasons. And, and then I don't know, it's just the narrative surrounding it is hilarious. Like if, 
if this was the a team that wasn't from Toronto going against the Habs with the exact same players, nobody would be giving the Habs a shot. Yeah. And I think, like, again, it's one of those things where it's because it's Toronto, everyone needs to, like, like oh, they're going to lose because it's, they're bad. And it's Toronto, lose. but if you a completely different team than last year, like, not even close. Exactly. And I think you need to realize, like, teams can get better. Yeah. Like, this is a team, like, Toronto's a team that's poised for a deep playoff run. Yeah, I think, like, it's definitely something that you got to look at. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's all I got to say. As do I. All right, so that's it. Indeed. Follow us on Twitter at Q underscore City Roundup, on Instagram at Queen City Roundup, and join the conversation. You disagree with something, you think that the Habs aren't going to get their asses absolutely pummeled in this series, let us know on Twitter. And, yeah, any closing thoughts? Uh, Go playoffs. Yes. Go playoffs. That's exactly exactly what somebody who watches sports says. Go sports. Go sports. Literally, like, the person that doesn't know anything about it. (laughs) Yeah, all right. We will see you guys next week.